This episode of the Faith Forge Academy is sponsored by Mage Hand Press. Be sure to check out Mage Hand Press's Kickstarter for their starter kit. Dark Matter is a rip-roaring futuristic campaign setting for D&D 5e set against a mashup of sci-fi and fantasy influences, which lets you play D&D in space without learning a new system. You can play as bounty hunters, galactic explorers, or daring space marines in a universe inspired by the likes of Star Wars Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Expanse, and Doom. You and your crew can pilot breathtaking starships, face down alien horrors, battle evil space wizards, and explore the furthest reaches of the galaxy. And we at the Fae Forge Academy are actually going to be running through the starter adventure um, and releasing that on our podcast. Uh, so we're really excited to do a little bit of uh, Fae Forge in space. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And again, the Kickstarter launches on July 29th, so be on the lookout for that. It's got everything you need to start off a new campaign in space using the D&D rules that you are familiar with. For more information, you can go to magehandpress.com or follow them on Twitter at magehandpress. And don't worry, while the Kickstarter may be over, the starter set is still available for pre-order, and we will include the links to that in our show notes. The roots of the world are everywhere, connecting us to one another, to all peoples, to history, to the magic in the world. In places like this, in our beautiful Valhaldrian, the roots are old, carrying the history and magic of the Feywilds for eons. And we have the honor and burden of reading them, intending them. But young Ilvaxal, you see these young roots? They are not from here, but they grow and reach and intertwine with the most beautiful of songs. They are learning from our magic here, but also they have their own, and there is something both new and very, very old about it. Look again closely, young seedling. I, I think I see it. Thank you, Kavala, for teaching me. Of course, young one. It is my pleasure to pass on the things I have seen and known. Hey, welcome to the Fate Forge Academy. I am Steven, your Dungeon Master. Uh, I want to just quickly say, before we jump into the episode today, thank you so much for your patience. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, um, you know I had to make a couple trips to the hospital for myself and for my daughter. Everybody's okay. Um, but that did cause a delay. So, 
Uh, here is the second episode of our session with, with Gabe. Um, if you do not follow him uh, on Twitter to find out all the amazing things he does, uh, go to at Gabe James Games. Give him a follow. Um, it was a huge pleasure to make this show with him. I hope you enjoy it. Um, this was one of my favorite episodes to to record and to go back through and edit. Um, we appreciate your support and listening and enjoy the show. It's dark around the campus. You see all these familiar sites that you have spent the last few weeks of your life at. You see the great halls. You see the library, the lost halls, your dorm room. It all looks familiar and unchanged. It's later in the day. Most, it seems like most of the students that are on campus have gone, gone to their rooms to rest. No one's really out wandering in the quad or anything like that. The singing tree looks peaceful and, and beautiful. Uh, unlike the last time you saw it where these creatures were sucking its life away. As you look closely at it, you do see almost like there's scars in those places where you saw these creatures. But instead of them being physical, they're more magical. Like you can see the essence of where this damage was done. As you spend time looking through your book, flipping through your books, you end up wandering to your favorite place, the library. You see your flump friend, Gibble, up front. Oh, you must be a new... Student, I, d I don't recognize you. Hi, Gibble. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Who are you? I'm Ariadne. I had the feeling we're going to be very good friends. Oh, uh, well, I, that's what wonderful. That's great news. Do you, you like books, I assume, then? I love books. I heard you're in need of help, too. I, I am. Uh, how, uh, have I... Have you been here before? But I'm a fast learner. You can say I'm just very perceptive. Huh. Well, maybe if you come back... Do you have any books on time travel? Time travel? Like a time loop. Time magic? If you dig deep enough, you could probably find something, but I, I can't think of anything. There's nothing that immediately comes to mind. That's okay. I've got... Time, no pun intended. <laughs> Those are the old stacks <laughs> down there, right? And I point at like the the stairs that go down from where mm -hmm. like we emerged from before. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just uh, we'll get lost down there, so be be careful. I'll be careful. I'm a very good wayfinder. Okay, and he's just like kind of as you walk away, he's just like <laughs> this this <laughs> flump face is like so perplexed, uh, looking at you. 
just gonna leave him in his confusion and thoughts. <laughs> and what specifically are you looking for in the library? She's not sure. Um, I don't think she would know of like anything. I don't know if this world has anything like chronomancy or if she's ever, you know, because it's not her field, her forte of study, but like maybe that's hmm. a thing. Um, but she would be looking for nature based magics, okay. but also something to do with time. Okay. Like very old magics, maybe. Like. Okay. Uh, why don't you give me an investigation roll? I can do that. 17. Okay. So there's a couple things that you find. Okay. One is you, as you kind of go deeper, what languages do you know? Uh, she knows common, celestial, and elvish. I think that's it. Yeah, common, celestial, and elvish. Okay. Uh, so you find a, a few books that are in elvish, though they seem to be, for lack of a better way of saying it, like old elvish. Like right, right. English versus old English. Mm-hmm. Uh, very old that that mentions the the phrase that that kind of pops out to you while you grab the book is it it's the only other time you've heard it is with um Desodia. Desodia, thank you and you've heard heard him mention these these world roots uh and one of these books has that in his titles the the roots of the world as you kind of start flipping through it it's talking about like this belief that magic and life is like a plant that it has roots it grows it forms it creates but underneath the surface it's all connected somehow in these roots and in it there is sort of mentioned that there is like this belief that if someone were to be con- able to control the roots of the world mm-hmm. they would basically have rule and dominion over whatever plane they were on that they could weave and unweave kind of these threads linking to each other that and that without these threads everything starts to crumble fall and fail so that's one thing you find the other thing just kind of as you're going through your studies throughout the night you do notice that all the things you had once gathered in Deermar's from Deermar's tower and brought out um are not in your room they were not in your room but as you kind of think back on them as you you're you're looking at this crystal and the stars you remember that there was one piece that um, kind of indicated a location. Um, a the while map back. of the on the grounds. Mm-hmm. Of the it was like the east of the grounds of like the getting home. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I remember that. And and looking at that map, kind of on the on the sheet that it's on, like kind of remembering back, there were there were like eleven points on that, some sort of chart. Uh, so those are kind of in your night of studies. Those are the things you get. Uh, the rest of you as you sleep, particularly actually Desodia, where did you decide you would end up resting? Uh, probably in the courtyard near any greenery that I could find. Okay. Um, and it's, it's because he wants to put his back to something that is living. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you find this place in, in the courtyard to rest near, near the singing tree, you feel like your roots and it's like you can feel this warmth and hear this song almost that is this magic being reborn in the material plane that that once called you from from the Feywilds this direction you can kind of almost see the threads of these these students that you've met interweaved with it but as you finally rest in the back of your mind there's a voice initially 
as it speaks, it sounds smooth and reassuring almost. But there's something off about it. You hear? If you let it in, we will remake the world. Together, you and I could do so much more than Kavala. And I'm going to need you to roll a wisdom save. Thank you. Oh, not as good as that as I thought I'd be. <laughs> Pretty good, but still not great. Ah, 20 total. Oh, I lied. <laughs> I'm about to say, don't come on our podcast and break our hearts like this, Gabe. What's she doing? Yeah, and as this as this voice is kind of trying, you you you're able to isolate that it's trying to penetrate into like your mind. Uh, you feel that that curse that is kind of on on your back. It's it's starting to encroach more. And you feel like you might even have less time than you thought. She has done enough (laughs) and then nothing I'll see myself turn to soil before I do what she has and then I'll probably just like pace around the courtyard at that point and so you pace all night Ariadne you are staying you're studying all night correct oh yeah Uh, so the rest of you the sun sun begins to rise you see that beautiful peaceful morning you almost you almost remember that very first morning that you were here where you saw like it felt like a new a new place a new adventure was starting um though now you have much more weight with this whole this whole space but you are awake and the day is yours what do the five of you try to do so is is this the day that we're supposed to get our school schedules or is this the day before that day uh this would be the day before that day last time you were here. It was the day that, like, Rennie kind of took you around, showed you Deermar's Tower, and those things. All right. Um, if it's the day before, we know what's kind of going on. We have um, Disodia with us. I'm probably going to see if I can get Uncle Kaba to come to our dorm room, like, with all of us, so we can, like, talk to someone who we at least trust. Because I think we all. We knew that we could all trust him, and, and everyone else in the group felt that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before all the craziness shook out in our, our first experience. So um, uh, I'm probably going to go and uh, find Uncle Kaba on campus, knock on his door, and see if uh, he's there. He's more than happy to come come talk with you. The one thing that you do notice is um, kind of similarly to what I described to Ariadne, uh, on your Uncle Kaba's face, there's a scar that wasn't there before that you don't recognize uh, that goes basically from his temple all the way across down to his other cheekbone. But it's not in the skin. It's almost like this blue ethereal like line that goes across. Uh, Bessie will make a note of, about it, but he's not going to bring it up, knowing that like in his mind he just keeps like, maybe we're not in the same like time zone or even like time space that we were before like everything is a bit wonky uh including how the series of events happen and whatever is going on with uncle kaba so uh just makes a note of it and and um if he is talking to us in our door room i'll probably make an insight check at some point just to see if like is this the person who i've known my whole life or is it a slightly different version of uh, him uh so he does he does gather in with with the five of you mm-hmm. says so how's um, how's it going with uh, your first day here at the academy? Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
<laughs> uh, funny you mention that. Uh, <laughs> it's not uh, our first day. This is like uh, we've been here for like almost a week, um, but we're doing it all over again. Um, something magical happened, and we're kind of reliving moments. Um, and this is our new friend, Esodia. Um, this is my uncle Kappa. Um, the Faith Forge Academy might be in trouble. And as I say that, I kind of, as I've been saying all this, can I like make an insight check on uncle Kappa to see if, uh, he is who he is or if he is, mm-hmm. his, his mannerisms or reactions are genuine or something entirely different? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Does looking at Desodia, does it look like he has more of the curse or it's at least encroached on more more of his body um there's more mm-hmm. of like withering and stuff i think he only has uh three fingers on his right hand now uh that's a 14 for me okay i think in some ways you're just kind of suspicious of everything right um this has been a very strange <laughs> uh 24 hours you, i guess you'd yeah. say um but as far as like familiarity with Uncle Kaba, um, his mannerisms and everything like that, uh, they seem like him. Okay. Uh, that warmth, that warmth that he that you feel and that he shows you, uh, like the affection and all that stuff. Um, I'm gonna leave a pregnant pause as I say all this to him and like finish off mm-hmm. and like look towards the other members of the group to see if they have anything to say. If I'm, you know, Bessie's excitable and things are happening new friend um and he he doesn't know if he's missed something so he just leaves a pregnant pause to like look around at the group to see if anyone has anything else to kind of say to uncle kaba is kaba's scar like noticeable like is it very blue or is it like um it's like like would sepia notice that it was different than last time i guess since uh, she is not interact with him there was nothing there was nothing there last time um so you do see something um it almost looks like an optical illusion. Um, and you kind of, it's something that you would like kind of have to like, you'd focus like, is that real? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, as, as you let that pause, he just, he kind of has his, his hands in front of his face, his fingers touching, kind of tapping his index fingers, um, brings his hands up to his mouth and his brows furrowed. I don't say anything, but if he looks at us like for like weird confirmation, I just kind of give a little nod. Uh, Sepia will, uh, with no tact, uh, awkwardly uh, say, "That scar's new. It wasn't there the last time we saw you, right?" Um. The one right wh- here. Sorry, right here. I, I I'm sorry. Right. Uh, she just kind of like points and like a couple of inches from his face, and, like draws the line. It. He looks really genuinely confused. Um, I on on my face. Right, it's right here. You probably can't see it. And she tries to uh, kind of like indicate on her own face, like where the scar is on his face, with more pointing. Uh, I don't. There's nothing. Is that it's kind a of joke? blue? Yeah. Um. Sepia's right. There's something on your face that wasn't there before. Is there a mirror nearby? I have a mirror. I I have a mirror. 
<laughs> I'll pull mine out. Um, Wizard shit. <laughs> yeah. And I, I will say, actually, Disodia, you don't see it. Okay. Oh, no. That's I, not good. I That's don't. <laughs> is this a joke that I'm missing? Oh, no. No, no, yeah, no. I... Uh, it's right here. No. Right here. I don't. Right. Th- there's no scar there. Uh, 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 uh can mirror, mirror, uh, Ariadne, mirror, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring up a mirror and, and hold it up for him. Before you even grab it, and Desodia saying that, I'm gonna grab it and look at the reflection of the mirror, like, like kind of bounce it 45 degree, like offset <laughs> to look to see if that the thing is still on his face before we show it to. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Uncle Kaba. Mm-hmm. You you see it. Still, do we do mm-hmm. we see its reflection in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll hand it over. I guess. Well, that means it's real. All right. Well, um, I don't know what this means. <sighs> it means that something about what you mentioned earlier went wrong. Many uh, things went wrong. Which one are you speaking into? I was thinking last night, and well, you know, when I was supposed to be sleeping. Uh, I think Dystodia is cursed by the Shadowfell. Because that's, that's where the curse at Valhallen came from. Valhaldrian, yeah. Valhaldrian. I know my own city's name that I made up. <laughs> is, is like, any of this registering for Kaba, or is he just, like, completely... Does he recognize, like, any of the words we're saying? He recognizes, like, he kind of looks at you with Valhaldrian, and um, as, as you're talking about that, he's, when, when did you go to Valhaldrian? That is not a safe place to be. Yesterday. There's... Or tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I, I don't even know what to say to you. I, And as he looks around, he does he does focus on um, Desodia and says, I do know you. You look like you need help. Yeah, that's why we come and got you too. Um, this is our new friend Desodia. Desodia, Okaba. Uh, they're not doing so well. We just met them yesterday, and it seems like it's getting worse and more aggressive. So... Um, I don't know if the school has a healer because we've never seen it. I've just been doing healing for the party. Um, but uh, is there someone who can help our new friend? Uh, that looks a little bit beyond what we do here. Maybe that herbalist professor? What was her name again? From the greenhouse with the mushrooms? Um, and the flowers that had that sleeping effect? I'm getting a little confused. That so was Willow's song. Wasn't it? My friends, I I have a concern I would like to air to this person, but uh, would you give us a moment? Sure. Just just you and I? Yes. Sure. If, if I can help you, I would be happy to. Uh, I, okay. Uh, you, you can use my room. No, 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 one's, no one will listen in if you close the door. Hmm. Perfect. Thank you, Besky. Uh, goes into Besky's room, closes the door. So, what can I do for you? The roots told me to find those four. And I did. And I delivered the gem, which I hope is enough. I do not think enough time can pass that I would be okay. I think my time is slowly coming to an end and the best thing that I can do is 
find a way to put my sentience to sleep and see if that will give me more time. Do you know of a way to do that? Um, I, I don't. There may be, there may be someone here who can help you though. I can, if you wouldn't mind, I would like to maybe lessen some of all this information uh, and deliver it myself. Please, I do not. In the meantime, if it is a long time since anyone has mentioned the roots of the world to me, and if they truly did bring you to them, I don't know these other these other three, but I do know Besky, and he's special, and he might be able to help. I just don't want to worry them. I understand that. It seems like they have a lot on their plate. And it sounds like they've already dealt with more than I can imagine. He just kind of nods. I will not become another problem for them. And then he'll just give a, a slow nod. He says, I've only seen what's what you carry once before. It brings a lot of darkness where it goes. So if the roots brought you to them, I would follow them. And I will do what I can from here. Thank you. Um, he, he walks out, looks at the group and says, I don't, I don't know what I have to offer. Um, I'm going to talk to Headmistress Valdir and see what she can do. In the meantime, it seems that you were brought together for a reason. And I would pursue that as best you can. I have a lot to do, and it seems like not a lot of time. Uh, favor, promise, um, one thing, uh, promise me you won't interact with Vespin Willow Song if you don't have to, at all. He looks quizzical, uh, says, sure, for you, Besky, I will only interact with her when necessary. Our departments don't overlap much. Just do it for me for now, I'll let you know, but just, please. Asherin's going to, like, run angrily you know when people angrily run their fingers through their hair and you kind of feel like the area around her heating up and I don't understand why you don't see it we've been here Uh, I I can tell something has happened I don't know what there are people smarter than I. I I will do my best to help you that's all I can offer you I'm I'm sorry That's not an answer. People are going to die. I don't understand. Then maybe it's up to you to stop that. I have to go if I'm going to. But we're kids. But you're all special. I guess you're all new new students. But if I'm going to help our our new friend, Desodia, he's mostly talking to Besky, even as he's listening to you, Ashrin. I I have to go. And I have to go now. You're all here for a reason. (laughs) And she's just going to like run into her room and slam the door like a angry teenager would. You'll get used to it. He takes a deep breath. I will be back as soon as I can. He sighs and walks out very briskly. Uh, And you've you've only seen him kind of get worked up a couple times in your life. Uh, And they were all um, very big Nairinian government. Like there were big, big things happening at yeah. the time in, in those moments. And it's only two or three times that you can think of where he's acted like this. Um, mm-hmm. And so you would you would very easily get the sense that he is taking this very seriously and is trying to figure out what to do. Okay. Um, I just look at the people who are left in the room. Um, sepia, uh, 
<clears throat> Ariadne and um, Disodia. I'm at a loss right now. I don't know what to do. Um, I don't feel like going to class or getting to know whether teachers or any like it seems all kind of doesn't make sense at the moment. You can say bullshit around me. Don't worry. <laughs> Your world is going to be different as the roots of a plant grow out. Time changes where they're located. You followed the roots back to the beginning. You can't expect them to be the same. Uh, that makes sense. That's the first thing that makes sense. I don't know. Does that make sense to everyone else? Um, It doesn't not make sense, I think. I'm going to start pulling out all my notes that I took from last night, looking clearly very tired. Um, and um, do, do you remember? Do you remember when we went to the observatory? I don't think I was there for that. I think that was Ashford and Cause. No, I went to the. When I, she slammed her door. The- oh, oh, okay, okay. So, and see, I remember and my, you telling okay. me about it, but I wasn't there. Okay, well, I found blueprints there for something called a planar telescope. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I also found a map of the ground. And it said, it pointed to a spot and it said, this is maybe a way to get home. And it rang true with me. I don't know if it has anything else to do with anybody, but uh, there were seven dots on that map. Seven. I mean, sorry, there's 11 dots (laughs) on that map. (laughs) And there's 11 spots in this crystal. So I don't know. I I need more time, but I think I'm onto something. Okay. Um. You know, uh, sepia. Um. Well. Um. Ariadne figures that out. Do you want to go see the tree? Sure. It all started and ended there. In in various ways, like in the roots and at the trunk. I think if we at least know the tree's okay, then maybe we'll be okay. Maybe we can also uh, make a quick detour and see if um, Lollop and Pillow are back. Yeah, I mean, maybe. If everything else changed, we're already outside. So, real quick, as you as you and Sepia go and and check out the tree, you see these same kind of like scars and marks that I described earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tree seems strong and alive. Um, as you all kind of spend the next couple hours trying to figure out what to do, Kaba comes back, actually, and says, Tisodia, come with me really quickly. And he walks you out to the tree as well. And he hands you a small branch. On it, there's, there's like sigils wrapped all the way around. It's very beautifully done. And says, I think if you plant this, if something happens, this is where you will end up. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, and he just kind of walks. He walks away. The other thing that happens during this time, uh, Besky, you hear the voice of Wailana, which, which is the first time you've heard it in a little while. Yeah, sure. Follow the way home. Okay. Ariadne knows. Follow the way home. Got it. Thanks. Um, I kind of pull on sepia's whatever clothing is accessible, 
kind of a little bit tugging. I think, I think Ariadne's onto something. I think we have to, I think we have to go to her and, and maybe help her figure it out and, uh, and just start. Okay. Let's go. So we'll leave the tree. Um, is Desodia staying at the tree or is Desodia coming with us? Uh, he steps a bit to the side of the tree and puts the branch dra- down inside and then like druid crafts almost like a little circle of flowers around it and then stands up um, and you can see like his shoulders now look like uh, fall leaves that are almost like crumbling to pieces um, but he's he's smiling and it's it's a very soft smile and as you plant it um, you kind of could feel the song of, of Ilva Holland around you but as you plant it you feel this deep connection like in your soul mm-hmm. um, to the singing tree and this beautiful melody uh, that you don't hear with your ears uh, you feel in your senses kind of surrounds you um, in spite of the fact that you also still have that curse and they, they're kind of almost battling back and forth inside mm-hmm. of you so you all you all get back together mm-hmm. Ashwin are you still in your room? Yeah I have spent the last few minutes like you know that like rage cry where all you can do is cry and I'm raging at I feel like everything's out of my hands and I felt like I might have had some answers for a minute for some of you know my elder and people and I kind of braid my hair up in a braid and get this well if if the professors aren't going to do anything then we're going to have to and dry my eyes and come back out when i hear everybody's voices yeah so as we step in uh i think i think we have some clarity um we we gotta go to ariadne and i guess we're all gonna knock on her her door because you've probably been studying and trying to figure out what's going yeah. on here yeah um uh, use your quick come in yeah uh well, Lena spoke to me, um, and I don't know if this is the first time I've ever brought up her name to to Ariadne, but I, I do say the name, and um, she said, well, I think we should get started. Wherever you have the first point or place that we can visit, I think we should start there. Um, did I piece together my general memory of, of what I had seen on the old map? Well, you have, yeah, okay. you, especially like your Wayfinder mind maps are easy recall for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make a little, I'm going to make copies for everybody. Um, are they, do they look like they're very close together or are they kind of all spread out across the campus? Um, so it's two things. There are these like 11 points and then mm-hmm. below it was actually a map that was a very specific map. Um, okay. Like it took you, it took you to a place to the east of of the the academy. Mm-hmm. There's, you haven't figured out something specific with the eleven stars or the eleven okay. points yet. Okay. Um, but there is a very specific map. It's maybe a two hour hike to the east. Okay. Essentially. Well, I think we have to go back out in the forest again. Um. But this is the best place that I can guess. All right. Seems like we should start there. And it does seem that, well, lack of a better term, time is the essence. So 
maybe we could figure out another piece there. And maybe the 11 points will make a little bit more sense. That's what I'm hoping. I would like to turn towards Dystodia and um, I'm going to druid craft these autumn looking lilies. Like they're all autumn colors, kind of Feywild glittery colors and just like that kind of like weave in and out of his branches and Thanks. Thank you for saving my life. I, I, I don't think you're coming with us, are you? He reaches in to the cloak and then pulls out um, a vine. And then he's going to druidcraft it into the shape of a small horse and then hand it over. I don't... <laughs> I don't think I'll make it that far. But I'll still be nearby because roots are everywhere beneath your feet surrounding you in the woods even if unseen they're still there and he's, he's probably breathing a little bit heavier now as you, as you make that and say that you watch as this curse almost starts to envelop him his body like goes stiff and rigid but just very briefly as like a breath comes out there's like light that comes out of him you can actually watch it travel and you can see it and you can hear it uh, as it goes in next to this tree the singing tree that you have spent hours and hours seeing and hearing and listening to it swirls around and enters into this small branch. And do you want to describe what kind of what the plant would look like, Gabe? Yeah. Um, it. I want. I want the branch to extend up, and we see those shrubberies that are like cut into the shapes of like figures and creatures. Topiaries. Yes, topiary. Thank you. Um, so I want it to probably probably about half half the normal size, so maybe like two ish, three feet tall, but a smaller uh, desodia with a smile on his face and the wings full and out. And then just looking at the tree, almost as if looking up to it. I think it's clear that he's dead, um, but I am going to... um, It it literally won't do anything, but I have like a healing light as an Azimar and I'm going to cast it into the new plant life. And I say, I hope we can find each other again when we get back. I will cast Healing Light as well, and I'll try and, like, steady myself. Uh, If you've ever seen, like, the term comes to mind, like, little man. Like, I try and little man through it and, like, try and keep a strong face. But, like, I'm starting to, like, Besky's starting to cry. Um, And he, like he kind of like hiccups like the hiccup cries a little bit as he just tries to hold like a a a, a strong figure um just after seeing what they've all seen in the past for them 24 hours um just seeing another person pass and it's still hard on besky and so uh he's gonna also join in the healing light as as that happens and as those healing lights enter into this new plant where it seems the soul of disodia is the song pulses into you. 
You watch as flowers around around the grounds just almost bloom instantly. You see the cursed form of of Desodia almost just fall away. Like it's whatever that was is not truly who he was. And with that I think we should probably end the episode. so good oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. so yeah. sad trying to make me cry okay. I, sent, I sent steven Welcome a message back. about it and i'm like can i can i be a plant in the courtyard he's like yes, yes. <laughs> yes yeah i love that 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 was oh it's so good yeah well gabe thanks for helping create a really yes. beautiful story yeah. i think this is an amazing amazing way to kick off mm. our first uh mm, so good first episode back uh, you're always yeah. welcome. I, I mean, <laughs> now, now I, I mean, he's in the courtyard, so. Exactly. Thanks so much for joining us on the Faith Forge Academy this week. Uh, as always, to find out what's going on in the show or with any of the cast members, uh, go to at uh, Faith Forge Academy on Twitter. Uh, if you like what we're doing, we would really appreciate it if you took three minutes go over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review. Those are huge for helping spread the show. Um, and if you would like to support us in other ways, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. In addition, we're super proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. For more nerdy content, articles, podcasts, uh, go to thefandamentals.com. Plus, you can find a little bit of Fayforge merch there. As always, I'm Steven. I'm at the underscore bad DM on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me in those places. Hey, I'm Emily Harmon. I play Sepia Goldenmorrow. You can find me on Twitter at Emily J-E-A Harmon. I'm Michael Sinclair II. I play Besky Nevering. And you can find me on Michael Kritz on Twitter. I'm Adelaide Gardner. I play Ariane Zuban. And you can find me online at Twitter at OAdelaide. Hey, I'm Kai. I'm Stonefly underscore Kai. And then I am playing Asher and Ember Whisper. Hi, my name is Ian Gould. I play Coe's Forgeheart. Uh, and you can follow me at Ian G. Gould on Twitter. Theme music by Dave Cole of The Four Orbs. To find more royalty-free music, go to youtube.com slash Music. Additional music and sound effects found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com.